Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with yet another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today, we got a lot of talk about in the sports realm. Uh, we got, we're going to start off everything with some baseball. Uh, we have the wild cards uh, games to go over in the National League and the AL. We're also going to be breaking down the divisional series in both the, the National League and the American League as well. And then we're going to go uh, talk some NFL. We have... Uh, three takeaways from week four as well as three questions going into week five i also have a top eight uh as of week four we have a top eight power rankings and then we're going to wrap everything up with a preview for some thursday night football we have a tough nfc west matchup between the seahawks and the rams tonight so we're going to be uh previewing that as well but let's get right into it of course we're going to start off in the bait in baseball aka the mlb aka major league baseball of course we have the two wild card games uh starting on wednesday uh with the nationals uh beating the brewers four to three to set off the postseason uh, of course this was the national league wild card game again the score here was four to three uh, for the brewers uh, they had a two-run home run from their catcher yasmani grandal uh, they were also able to get two hits in the rbi from their first baseman eric teams of course uh, that was not enough they did end up losing by one uh, for the nationals they had a great and clutch game from their left fielder juan soto who had a two-run dub i believe it was in the top uh, or actually the bottom of the eighth uh, to put the Nationals in the league. Uh, shortstop Trey Turner also hit a RBI as well. Pitcher Max Scherzer, I don't know why I kept referring to it referring to him as Nick the other day my bad y'all Max Scherzer uh, ended up getting the start on the diamond for the Nationals had a really decent start he went for five innings uh, gave up four hits he did give up three runs but he did have six strikeouts and the bullpen which included some help from Steven Strasburg was able to keep the game intact uh, they went for four innings gave up three hits but zero on runs they also had five strikeouts wild card drama will continue uh, yesterday I really don't want to talk about this one I'm in a really I'm kind of sad about this one. The A's go down to the Tampa Bay Rays, 5-1. to one. Uh, Of course, we were at home. And again, the, the A's just cannot win a one-game series. That's just how it comes down to us. For the Rays, uh, they got a lot of help from their third baseman, Yandy Diaz, who had three hits and two RBIs. Uh, designated hitter, Tommy Pham, who's been a, a, a really good hitter all year. Uh, I've mentioned his name quite a few times on this show here. Uh, he had two hits and an RBI as well. And right fielder, Avacel Garcia, pretty much broke the game over with a two-run home run of his own. In terms of pitching, uh, Charlie Morton would get the start. He went for five innings, uh, gave up zero earned runs he also had five hits and four strikeouts the bullpen did his job as well to seal the game uh, going for three innings just giving up five hits zero earned runs and also seven k's of course for the a's uh, they just got the one rbi from ramon lariano unfortunately uh, but moving on we have game one of the national league Div uh, divisional series tonight uh, we have that is going to be against the nationals and the dodgers that is going to be the prime time game but remember we have two uh, national league divisional series games tonight and the second the first one will be at two o'clock eastern uh or maybe yes two o'clock eastern five o'clock uh oh i believe it's gonna be coming up pretty soon actually uh actually no not yeah two o'clock eastern if i'm not mistaken or actually two o'clock pacific time five o'clock eastern i'm sorry you'll be having the cardinals and the braves uh take off against each other in terms of the national league 
All right, and uh, we're gonna move off to the uh, move off to the American League. Uh, the American League divisional series will take place Friday with games one between the Rays and the Astros, and then also you have the Yankees and the Twins facing off. Uh, as far as the, uh, the the preliminary uh series here, um, in terms of the National League, uh, this one is gonna be harder, at least in the uh, the match between the Braves and the Cardinals. I think they're both kind of similar in a lot of ways. Uh, they both have really decent pitching stash that kind of got fi caught fire in the near the middle and the end of the season. Uh, they weren't that great, but they had timely hitting. Both of these squads have some great hitting staffs. Uh, they actually got on, just like their pitching staff, just kind of got hot a little bit later. The Braves were kind of hot all year round with Ronald Acuna, but uh, the cards had to get hot over time. Um, that one's a little bit harder uh, for me to call right now. I would have to see a game or two to, to really get an idea about how these teams you know play against each other i've seen enough of the braves to know uh, that they do have a reliable pitching staff they do have of course reliable hitting with ronald acuna jr uh some couple of some a couple other guys there uh but again the cardinals i mean they fought and scrapped and they pretty much forced their way to a to a, a divisional win in the nl central which is probably was probably the most competitive division this year um so I, I'm, I'm on the fence with that one for now uh as for the national the nationals and the dodgers um i i'm not so much uh on the fence with this one i do like la's chances however uh the nationals are a hot team and i think they're capable of making this series a lot harder for the dodgers than it needs to be i see this uh series here going at least five games uh going the max so we will see how it goes but I, I, I see the Dodgers winning this one out in five games. But again, uh, the Nationals are going to give them their money's worth. Uh, as far as the, uh, the American League is concerned, uh, and the Astros and the Rays, I would have liked the Athletics uh, shot more uh, against the Astros than Tampa Bay. Uh, with this one, I see the, the Astros winning in four. Um, I just think that the Astros just a tad bit better. Uh, they were really kind of better than maybe all, probably all teams in the, in the American League right now. But I just think it's almost night and day between the Astros and the Rays. So I got the Astros winning here uh, in about four games. About a sweep. I'll give them a sweep. Or actually, th it'll be a three-game sweep here. Uh, I think for the Yankees and the Twins, this one is a little bit more difficult to call as well. Both of these teams have hit for or hit for power. Uh, they lead the league in homers. Uh, for a team uh, so again uh, you're gonna get some power here the question is which pitching staff do you trust to come through and honestly I don't know enough about either one of these pitching staffs. I haven't seen enough of them to really make a cool call uh, to make a s solid call here uh, but just because I I just know that the Yankees are still pulling some pieces together they're bringing some people back they've been bringing some people back over the course of the season due to injury uh, I just think they're gonna get they were just gonna get better over time when they added some more bodies and they've been doing that uh, so I got the Yankees winning here at least in four games it could go five games uh, but I see the Yankees winning here in four uh, but let's move on uh, actually let me take a quick break and I'm gonna come back and I'll talk to uh, talk some football with you guys so I'll be right back y'all All right, y'all, I am back. Let's talk some NFL. Of course, I'm going to talk, talk about my three takeaways from week four first, uh, beginning with number one. Stephen Diggs is done with Kirk Cousins. So is Adam Thielen. Uh, we already know about uh, Sunday, I think it was Sunday, later on Sunday afternoon, after the uh, another 
uh, Vikings loss. Uh, again, uh, you know, Adam Thielen, he took to the media and he just was simply stated as this. One of, this is one of his main quotes, and this is the one that stuck with me. You've got to be able to throw the ball. Of course, that is in reference of his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who has been trash over the course of the season. Now we have news uh, coming from Minnesota that Stephen Diggs has not been to practice this entire week and there's trace uh, speculations. He's also telling you uh, that all trace speculations, they're not, they're, they're true. Like he's, uh, he's probably either actively searching for a trade or he, you know, really wants a trade to happen. Uh, of course, the Minnesota Vikings are claiming that this is not the case. Uh, now, I don't have a problem uh, with either one of these guys having a rough time with their quarterback. Um, I think Kirk Cousins has had issues for a while now. Uh, but I, my thing is, uh, maybe I should be one of my questions. You know what? I'll save this, que this question for later, actually. You know what? I'll just save the question part for later. I'll just keep it to the facts. Uh, again, like I said, Stephen Diggs is not... Uh, going to practice, uh, of course, he that means he does want to trade. Uh, according to Colin Cowherd over there at Fox News, he's been following all the uh, you know a lot of you know Patriots players on Instagram and social media. So, and now the in, in the future, and these in the, you know in, in this day and age, when you start following people on Twitter, at least if you're a football player, following you know certain players on a certain team, uh, that's supposed to signify that you're you know looking for a trade or you're looking for a new team. We'll address that a little bit later with my question one of my questions uh heading into next week but still uh it is true Stefan Diggs is fed up I don't know how much Adam Thielen has to you know has to go uh but again and it's kind of unfortunate because if you look at the situation going on in Minnesota right now they have a really solid defense uh they had a, they have a really good defensive coach who has those guys locked into play every week uh if you look at uh and if you look at certain aspects of the Vikings uh, you can see that there's you know there's some good that they have you know they have a really solid running game with Dalvin Cook and uh, I believe it was oh yeah they do have a really good good running game with Dalvin Cook and again they do have two good receivers in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen the only problem is uh, and actually a good tight end as well with uh, Kyle Rudolph who they don't really talk about but again I think it's because Kirk Cousins has not been on top of his game he's not getting the ball to these really great wide receivers and it's killing them uh, right now so I get where they're coming from uh, but I just have a little bit more I have a I have a question to ask about that entire situation but I'll get to that in just a second my second takeaway from the week uh, is for week four is Dan Quinn is done at the end of this season uh, the Falcons head coach uh, the Falcons are currently one in three right now they're currently last in the NFC South they scored 70 points total this season the Bears and the Redskins have only the only the Bears and the Redskins have done worse and this is the thing I will give Dan Quinn uh, the benefit of the doubt in certain cases because he is a defensive, you know, minded coach. But again, if you have uh, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman, at least at 85%, to only have 70, 70 points uh, through, through the course of this year is uh, unacceptable. We know Kyle Shanahan could took these two or three took these two uh, players, at least Julio Jones, actually the, the same three players, and took that same offense pretty much to a Super Bowl. 
So there's an issue here. Uh, I definitely think Dan Quinn, uh, you know, is lacking uh, an offensive play calling a quarter. We knew that. But again, even as a defensive coach, you do not want to take away. Just because you're a defensive coach does not mean your offense needs to suck this bad. Uh, again, you should be having some type of great offensive minded coaches around you. You need to be having some offensive, uh, some really capable offensive coordinators around you, offensive specialists around you, if you are going to be the defensive head coach and vice versa. If you are a offensive head coach, you know, you should be you should be prepared, you know, for whatever comes to you on defense. You need if you need an extra if you need if you need to do some more homework and get a, a better linebacker coach, you need to do that. Same thing here applies to to, uh, to to Dan Quinn. He's had at least three or four years here, and it seems to me as though that offense has been slipping and slipping and slipping every single year. And it's not as though the defense has been that great to overcompensate, and it hasn't been. So again, I think at the end of the year, Dan Quinn. He's done. He's done. And my final point here, uh, my final takeaway from week four is I I have a feeling that the Bills have a chance to win the NFC, uh, the AFC East. Excuse me. I know you guys thinking I'm crazy for that, but I saw a really decent game uh, last week against the Patriots. They only lost by six. Uh, they only gave up 16 points in total. I don't think anybody else in that division, albeit being uh, the Jets or the Dolphins can can beat them at this point. We know this, so I think it leaves up at least one more solid. And I, and again, um, there is some things that I, I want to break down about the team in just a second. Uh, but again, I think if though if you know if Josh Allen can come back uh, solid and healthy, uh, I think they have a chance. Again, they have to they have to face you know New England at least one more time. But I think before before they get there, they should have a decent enough record for that to be an important game. Again, another important matchup. Uh, I think this is the year that Tom Brady is starting to show his age. I already we already saw it last week. Uh, the, the Bills did some great things defensively uh, to shut down Tom Brady and make him look extra human. So we will see. You know, it looked as though age could have been a factor uh, last week. And, and, and you know, again with Tom Brady getting older, you know, everybody in my opinion, I think a lot of these teams are getting better. That's my opinion. I think the Bills are one of those teams. They're uh, they're kind of even if we look at their stats, but we'll look at them in a little bit, just a little bit later again. Um, let's move on to my top eight power rankings for the week. Uh, we're going to start off with number eight, and that being the Cowboys. I'm going to put them a little bit low here because they had a very ugly loss last week, again, to a, quarter, to a team without a starting quarterback. That's not to take anything away from Teddy Bridgewater, but of course, uh, Dallas was supposed to be the favorite in that game. Uh, they lost that game to New Orleans 12-10, uh, to 10, and the offense was not good at all. Dak threw for an interception, and Zeke only had 35 rushing yards is that a product of uh the saints defense being that good yeah oh yeah i could definitely see that but the thing is for the, the cowboys it doesn't get easier because guess who they have to play this week the packers who play uh just as good if not better well i wouldn't say i wouldn't say better than new orleans defensively but they are a they are a better defensive team and on top of that the cowboys are going to be missing their starting left tackle Tyron Smith, so they're going to be adding a few, a few pieces there on that offensive line, move some things around there. That should be a factor for them going into this week as well. Uh, at number seven, we have the Rams. Uh, they are also at three and one. Their last game was a 40 to 55 loss at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, my biggest question for this team is, what are you going to get from them this week? Are you going to get uh, 
at least from from tonight, of course, because this is again, this is going to be a tough divisional opponent, a tough NFC opponent, uh, you know, possibly a playoff team. Uh, are we going to get the the same Rams team that got the win, but only put up 20 points against Cleveland? Or are we going to get the same Rams that gave up 55 points in a loss versus Tampa? What are you going to get? Um, I th- I definitely think there needs to be some improvement. I-, I think the, the question here is. What he, real question is, what are you going to get out of that running game? Todd Gurley has not really been affected the past few weeks. Uh, they haven't been running him that much. Haven't been playing him a whole lot this season. He only had two. T- he did have two touchdowns last week, but he only had. I think he had less than 30 yards rushing in total. So again, there's some there's some things that the Rams need to address here. Uh, they they. I mean, they're good for now, but they're good. They're three and one for now. They could easily be two, three and two at the end of this week. Uh, number six, we have the Saints here at three and one. I like them. Uh, I put them here at number six because I like the win that they got last week against the Cowboys. They are first in the NFC South without Drew Brees, and they've won two in a row with Teddy Bridgewater under center. You can't you can't take anything away from that team here. They have a really good defense with Cameron Jordan getting sacks and pressure from the quarterback. They get a lot of ta- uh, tackles in general, uh, even passing defense-wise, even with Eli apple and those guys they've been pretty solid there um i don't really have any knocks on this team right now uh and the good thing is drew Brees' recovery is going well so uh you know ain't no telling when you might see him again uh he might be back soon uh we're going to number five here we're going to go up to green bay the packers are currently three and one on the season as well they are missing wide receiver Devonte adams uh this week he has not practiced yet with a turf toe injury he may be available uh by the time sunday comes around but as of today as of thursday he has not had a practice yet running back aaron jones though will be expected to play and uh even though he's dealing with some things in his shoulders so again uh they're missing one of their key pieces offensively, that being the Packers. I still like what they have, what they've been doing defensively. Uh, I think they, they're one of the top defenses in the NFC uh, NFC this year. So, again, um, they are the number five team, in my opinion. Really solid at quarterback. Uh, they're, I mean, for for what it's worth, despite not having Devontae Parker this uh, Devontae Adams, excuse me, this week, they've been solid offensively. Uh, they pretty, I think they're the, one of, the, well, no, no, they haven't necessarily scored a whole lot of points, though either but again three to one with a much better defense again they they looked competent against uh the bears again well they didn't really look they didn't really have a whole lot going on against the bears again the bears just played really good defense uh that's that's what they had to face week one and the loss against the the the, the eagles um you know it, it came down to that last play Aaron Rodgers threw an interception but again I still think this team at this point at three and one is a team to be the least in their division they have the better quarterback uh they have the better defense in my opinion so this is the team to beat the Packers at least in the NFC North uh moving on to number three we have the Niners here they are at three and oh they are first in the NFC West good for them they have the second best scoring defense in the NFC they allow they have allowed just 54 points to the first four weeks uh and they do have a big time game this week against the Browns the Browns are very a uh, very hard team to match up uh usually for the Niners to match up against they do have a really weird record against i don't think they have a winning record against them either uh but again this is a very important game uh for both teams really the uh, the niners are looking to maintain a 4-0 mark right now uh they haven't really gone deep into that uh divisional uh 
that divisional uh, schedule just yet. Uh, so again, they've been playing a mix of uh, some AFC North teams. Last team, last week they played the Steelers. Uh, so they've been playing a, a, a good mix of everybody but teams in their division. And they're currently still, you know, they, they, they're first in their league right now. They're first in their division right now. So uh, you need as much wins as possible before you start having to play Seattle twice and you have to play LA twice so uh it'll be a good look for San Francisco if they could get a win this week I think they can do it uh moving on to number two we do have the Chiefs here they are tied for the second highest scoring offense in the league with 135 points but they are tied with Baltimore so go figure you figure they would have the best uh offense in the league again uh but they haven't had a blowout loss in three years because of this offense this offense will keep them in games uh despite them the defense giving up a lot of points here uh on for them i did not like that game last week against the uh lions but again they pull them out they put up enough offense to get through um and there you go you the chiefs are the number two team in my power rankers and uh power rankers and number one of course we that leaves us with the patriots the patriots they're they're 4-0 as well uh just like the chiefs uh for the patriots they are the number one ranked offense uh currently in the nfl right now they only give up 24 i'm sorry 243 yards per game and actually 6.8 points per game so again not a lot of yards not a lot of uh, points again they shut teams down they're also fifth uh in scoring with about uh, i think over 30 points a game and they also are 15th in offensive yards and they've given up zero passing touchdowns on defense again they're balanced on they're balanced i mean this is this is uh one of the more complete teams and um again you know the what sets them apart from another undefeated team that being the niners and uh the chiefs for the patriots they really do have the stats to back them up. They are a top five defense. They are a top 15 offense in terms of just yardage. They score a lot of points on you. Again, I mean, you can't, there's there's, there's ways that they can beat you. I mean, again, they have the best quarterback in the league. They have a capable winning game. Look at what they've been able to do with their receivers, and they're not necessarily, you know, household names. And that defense has been as better, has been as good as it's ever been. So again, they're great this year. They are the number one team in my power rankings, and that's how we're gonna keep it. Uh, we're gonna have. I got one more uh, thing to go over here, and I got my questions for week five. I have three questions on my head here, and um, my first question is. Who will get? Who will win first between the Skins, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Broncos, or the Cardinals? All through, all wow, wow! I didn't think it. Was, I didn't know it was this many teams. All five of these teams. I it, well, I had I knew it was five, but it's I knew it was five teams. But to have it on paper to look at it, there's five teams in the league right now with zero wins. I don't see how this happens. A, a tie does not count. So the Cardinals, you're winless, okay? You're, you're winless in this situation. I don't, I mean, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know, really. I couldn't pinpoint where any of these teams could get their first win. Um, you know, the Skins, no, I don't see the Skins getting it done this week. The Dolphins, I don't know. The Bengals, same thing. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know when any of these guys are going to get a win. I, I know for a fact that not all these guys are gonna finish the year. There'll be no way. There'll be no way that in a, you know in the NFL five teams finish with zero wins. I don't see that happening. But I don't know which one of these guys went first. None of their schedules really uh, 
none of their schedules really dictate a win coming to them soon that's unfortunately let's move on uh who will take the first l this week between the patriots the niners and the chiefs um looking at the schedules i think the the niners have the most difficult game that being against with the browns um i i i mean even though i like the Niners against the browns i, I mean the Browns do have some some pieces though on that offense. They got you know Baker Mayfield. They do have OBJ. But the thing about it is they have a weak offensive line, and the 49ers have a really great offensive line. So again, I don't know if I want to say the 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 I mean the, the Niners can lose that game against the Browns. I really don't want to say it right now. And I'm not a Browns fan. Like I really don't like the attitude I've gotten from the Browns this year. So I really want to root against them. I can't just root against them like that. But I like that. I like that Niners defense. So again, I, again, this one, I, I don't know an answer for this one either. Neither one of these teams' schedules, at least this week, show me whether they're in a, they're in a position to lose. And I, I, I don't see it. Uh, my final question is is going back to Stephon Diggs and the wide receiver drama that we've seen over the past few years, and just the NFL player drama that we've seen in the past few years with Antonio Brown and also Le'Veon Bell back uh, back last year with the Steelers. And, and my thing is, uh, my question for you know the receivers and, and these players is with all the popularity and with all the the pretty much the clearance you guys have to do whatever you want to do we've seen teams hire you regardless of your situation and all that why don't you guys just be honest and just start telling people we don't want to play here or I don't want to play here or I demand a trade I mean why sit there and follow five or six Patriots on on social media if you're Stefan Diggs why would he just follow five or six Patriots on social media why don't he just come out and just say in, in the newspaper in, in the conference you know you know in a press conference look I don't want to play here anymore my quarterback is not that good and unfortunately we're not winning like we should and I'd rather go somewhere to win I mean it's not that hard to do you're a superstar athlete uh, they pretty much cowtail to whatever you guys want so I mean it, it I mean how hard is it to say I don't want to play for a team anymore. Just say it. I mean, don't, don't, you know, I mean, I, I don't say, don't, don't beat around the bush. Just, just, just say it. Just have, I mean, I'm not saying that you need to have a, a press conference either, but you know, if the questions are asked to you, just, just, just say it, you know, like you don't gotta, you don't gotta follow nobody on social media. You don't have to make a big old, you know, scripted Facebook post or whatever, or Instagram post. Just, just, you know, come out and say after the game, look, this was a, this was an awful game. Um, and just, and just speak how you speak your mind. I mean, I definitely liked, uh, what Adam Thielen, Thielen did, uh, he called him out on it. Even the coach was like, hey, man, you know, you know, you got to step up um, to sit around and, and follow people on social media and kind of play into the play into the rumors and say, look, you know, none of that is a lie. It's not a lie. Just say that's what you want to do. Just say this. Don't 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 play into the drama and the selling of it. Just say this is what you want to do. Not everything has to be, you know, uh, drawn out and, and made to be a scene. Just just say it like it is. I mean, I don't I don't understand why athletes, you know, at this point, uh, they have all the leverage in, in these in these day and ages. I mean, they get all the money. So just tell them I don't want to play for you guys. Trade me. What are they gonna do? I mean, they might not trade. Okay, they, they're not gonna trade you. Okay, well. Um, don't play for them. <laughs> Tell them you don't want to play till you, you know till they trade you. I mean, I've seen it happen. I mean, I, I think if if I don't know what it is, I I, I think again, I, I think they, I think athletes in, in this modern day age. I mean, social media does so many weird things. People can people can you know diss their organization, diss their employer through social media and all that. 
but it's like people don't take a stand just to say how they feel. Just stay how you stay how you feel. Don't you know? Don't don't play into the the you know being cryptic or just you know because it's almost it's almost like you know he's doing it for the likes. He's doing it for the the social media. What can what can you know the, the attention that you get from social media? Just outright have it. Just outright tell you know the Minnesota organization that something needs to change or you want to go. I mean it's not that hard to do. <laughs> if it was up to me, I mean if it was me. And the media came to me, man, Jamal, how do you feel? Now, if I was in Stefan Diggs' situation, I would I would tell him, look, man, um, uh, I don't like what I've been going through this year. I think I should we should be in a in a better situation. Um, and just kind of and just kind of just state how I feel. If that's I mean, if you're gonna put it on social media, you might as well just say it like a man. Um, and then I will go to my coach or go to the front office and tell them, hey, look, I I would like for you guys to make some changes, whether that be a quarterback or uh, offensive coordinator or something like that. Uh, because I'm not really happy here. I'm not. I'm not as effective as I want to be. You know, I, I have these expect expectations as a player, and let them know. And you, you know, go again. I ain't nobody. You know, I I, I work a regular hourly job. But it, I mean, shit. I mean, at my regular hourly job, even I, you know, look at my superiors and might say, look. Can I do something different? Or that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work with my skill set. Can I try something different? The other day, yesterday, I had an issue with a customer. I straight up said, hey, look, I'm not going to deal with her. I'll come back. Give me a break. All right. Well, what's wrong? Let them know the situation. And moved on. All right. Well, holla at me later. Holla at, you know, come up here later. Everything's cool. Just just open your mouth. Like, I don't get it. We Y'all got, got more leverage than anybody else in the working world. Just say you don't want to play for somebody else. Say you, that quarterback sucks. and Have him get traded. Shit. Demand, demand, demand. Kirk Cousins get traded. Just be just be upfront about it. Don't hide on social media. That's that's my main point here, y'all. But anyways, I'm gonna call it a wrap for today. Uh, I will be back soon. Uh, I want to say either between tomorrow, uh, which will be I think tomorrow, yeah, Friday. Uh, between Friday uh, and Saturday, I do have uh, another list for you guys. I got the list of my top ten worst Republican Republican slash conservative run states in the nation. Uh, I'm currently finishing that one up. I also have. A, a word on the street segment for you guys and of course i have my part six to my golden state issue my history on california immigration so i'm working on that this week guys um uh, it's it's coming along they're, they're all coming along uh but they will be they're ready for you guys pretty soon um i also will be coming back for you guys um sometime is about the same time either tomorrow or saturday of course because we do have uh the, the mlb playoffs the uh the divisional series they're picking up tonight of course with the uh the national league again like i said tonight you'll be having the nationals and the Dodgers go at it uh that'll be the prime time game in the first game uh the early game aka the matinees the matinee matchup you're gonna have the cardinals facing off against the Braves. so i'll be going giving you guys a recap on that too don't worry i'll be back to give you guys some of that as well all right, though, if you're looking to get in touch with me, I am on uh, Facebook and I am on Instagram at e uh, L at L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is L Jamal Johnny at E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, if you also look at and actually, if you're also looking to uh, reach me on my email, you can reach me at. Um, ljbutler75 at gmail.com once again that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com eljbutler75 at gmail.com all right y'all this is your man about to sign out if anybody hasn't told you yet 
I love you. Peace out. One love. And I will holla at y'all later.